Hello, welcome to the next episode of Roland Garros Unseeded. Um, yeah, so uh, I was at the tennis all day today. Yeah, and I wasn't. And Dennis wasn't. He went home early. Yeah. Um, I, I, I soldiered on. It's a, it's a hard life watching tennis all day, isn't it? I know, I know. It is. Yeah. He got to me and I was yeah. like, I'm going to have to... It's not for the faint-hearted. Yeah, I, I went to management and I booked my holiday for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, it got approved. Yeah. As per always, uh, with my holidays. Um, but I did see a couple of games mm. and you saw a bit more I saw matches of... instead of games. Yeah. Um. Oh, I saw I saw two matches, but yeah, and I got to see Andre Rublev uh, practice on a court that wasn't one of the courts that are used for matches. It was outside. The court. Oh, what the ones behind Court Fourteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've I was um, I I carried on my role as Robert Davy, the intrepid tennis reporter today. Yeah. In trying to cover everything. Yeah. Um, and and see every match, even though they're all happening at the same time, which meant I was really disappointed because I at least wanted to be on Monglen for at least some of Sabalenka's match, and I actually missed that today. Yeah, because I did have to um, I had to travel. That's the correct term. Yeah, to Simone Mathieu. Yeah. Um, for Vavrinka Kokonakis, which I somehow got on court for. Yeah, to see considering. On every big screen at the time at Roland Garros, they were putting up messages saying Court 14 and Simo Mattia free seating are full, don't go to them. Well, how <laughs> uh, did they, um, how did, how did you get in then? Well, I just sort of walked up and was like, can I give it a go? Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's just one of you, you'll be fine. Oh, they literally didn't have a single person lining up. Yeah, it was I think I think partly that message was just to scare people off. Oh, um, but yeah. So no, today um, I we we started off the day differently. Yeah. You obviously went to Court Fourteen to see a bit of practice. Yeah, I saw um, Sonego practicing with his opponent. Yeah, which I is bizarre. Yeah, yeah, and they were having a little joke around as well. So Fair enough. Um, That's funny. I wouldn't be having that. You know, turned out well for Sonego. Yeah, yeah. Um, I recorded one of his serves, and that's what helped him win. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, no. So I I went straight to court seven because I wanted to watch a bit of uh, Camilla Osorio against Elise Mertens. I'm a big fan of Camilla Osorio now. Um, yeah. Colombia's finest. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> her serve is a problem. It's not good. So she can't serve and she can't do a split step so her return is weak as well. So basically, I don't know how she's got her ranking. Yeah, I know. There's... It's a big problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, she's still 20, 21. Well, so yeah. there's there's time to develop these things. Um, and also, Mertens was helped because there was quite a lot of People supporting Belgium in really? France, yeah. Oh yeah, I guess I guess that, that's understandable as well. Yeah, I haven't been to a Goffin game, but maybe... oh, I was at a Goffin match last year on Simone Mathieu. Oh yeah, did there he was, have the There support? was a lot of Goffin fans. Was it? Yeah. Who was he playing? 
uh, Hubert Hercat. I thought the Poles would be out in force as well. Yeah, no, but if there was more Belgians than there more were Belgians. Um, yeah. I, th- I think the thing is with Osorio is that she's she has the skills. Yeah. Like, she's got great touch and feel and technique. Yeah. But there's no explosiveness. There's no particular... Yeah. But I guess that could be, a, you know, down to youth and just not mm. having developed that. The, the thing is with Osorio is that she lacks the explosiveness. She she doesn't have a weapon. And that's something that I think is quite similar to when I was watching Leila Fernandez in the last match of the day. She's another player that lacks an oh, offensive yeah. weapon. Because yeah, I you mean, can be a sort of counter-puncher type player. Yeah, Hallett. Yeah, or Murray even. Murray is a pretty defensive player. Yeah, but, but in terms of... Uh, but Murray, like, they a have... counter-puncher in women's is a bit different. Though, they is. have weapons. They have, like... Yeah, I mean... I think we're just talking about a player that's just very young, you know, developed. Yeah, and I don't know why I've become such an Osorio fan, but yeah. I have. Sure, I only watched the first set of the match. And then, to be fair, Osorio took a... a, a like, she ha- held a break lead for a little while in the second set. Yeah. But then, obviously, didn't win the second set and no. lost the match, which was a shame because I was hoping... On Friday, I'd be because uh, if it was Osorio, I think that would have been a, a, a Simo Mattia match. Was it against? Yeah. Um, I don't know who she's playing. Uh, uh, Mertens, I've forgotten. Oh, is it Pagula? Is it Mertens Pagula? Might be. I don't know. Let's have, let's have a check. Yes, it is Mertens Pagula because that was that my prediction. Oh, what a prediction Pagula, that, that is! Could... Third round, Mertens Pagula. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So, obviously, I watched that, and then you were watching a bit of Ostapenko Stearns. Clayton Stearns, yeah, I watched the first two sets, and the first set was just Ostapenko down. Being Ostapenko. Yeah, broke. I don't know how, it's a quite impressive way. I think she must have got at least three or four aces, and had her serve broken three times in one set, which is quite an impressive thing. But, yeah, it was just... You know, it was clear as day that she's the better player than Peyton Stearns. She could hit it harder. She could dictate play more when she was concentrating. But she was just rushing it, hitting it into the net and getting annoyed at her coach. And I don't really know what, what the problem was. She just, just needed to keep her cool. And she would have put Peyton Stearns away. She didn't really do anything special. She just sort of coasted through the game and, and relied on Ostomenko making errors. And I left it when it was one set all, but obviously, and I think I think the last set was like at five one Stearns at one point, and I was like, "What's happened to Ostapenko? She must have completely lost it." Mm. So I fully expect Peyton Stearns to go out in the next round. Uh, not criticizing her that badly. That not that she's awful, but she's just not at that ceiling that she's a you know Ostapenko's a top twenty player and Peyton Stearns. 
is not. Yeah, and rankings probably, exist for a reason. Yeah, and she probably won't be for a while. Yeah, I know she she is young from 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 uh, when when they were talking about her. She I think she's like twenty one or twenty two, and she's still a college player. Same as Asoria. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, I still, full respect. She's now in the top fifty with her ranking. I think she's now like forty fourth on live rankings, which for her, you know, she can't really say. She can't really be too disappointed with that. She's mm. going to go into Wimbledon, you know, possibly with a good cross court season, a seeded player somehow, yeah. um, which I wouldn't consider her that ability. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we didn't stay to watch the end of that because. Uh, well, we we both headed towards Longland for six past Cabez Benya. Yeah. Which by the time I joined it, it was just over a set had gone. Yeah. Um I tried to I I was sort of entering in that mad rush um of everyone that had left at the end of the first set to go get food and drinks or whatever and then was trying to get in after the third game. Yeah. And then you came a little bit later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with a tuna sandwich and yeah. just quickly out of 10 decent doesn't go with boiled eggs but it was a nice sandwich, and and uh, I've come to decide that uh, I don't like Perrier citrus with zero sugar. Okay. It, it doesn't taste nice. Okay. Um. So I won't be going for that again. Fair enough. Um. So yeah, I had uh, we, we went and watched Six Pass Cafe The things I've got written here uh it was a pretty standard win really for Six Pass in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Cafe's Venue had his little surge in the, the second set to break back and <coughs> bring it to the tie break. But then the tie break was pretty one-sided. Yeah. And then I think the biggest thing was it just surprises me to this day. I mean, how much, like, I mean, every time I even watch it's past on TV, it's not even just seeing him in live. Yeah. <coughs> We've seen him live before. So how much he shanks the ball. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I didn't... Yeah, I was surprised. And it's not even the fact that he's just slightly shanked it. He's, he's hitting them for six. Like, MS Dhoni would be proud of the Indian uh, cricket player. On And uh, if Carve if Spayenda if didn't have to um, return some of them, he should have just gone to try and make the catch because... Some of them. I think he actually managed to hit it above the height of the ceiling of yeah. uh, of Susan Which Longman. It's pretty high now. Yeah, it's pretty high now. So I don't know how he managed that. Um, it's actually quite impressive when you think of it. Like I don't even think if I shanked it, it'd go anywhere near that high. Yeah. Uh, like so. He must be swinging fast. Yeah, yeah. I guess he was. But I, know, I thought I did. He did look impressive, although I don't think he was pushed to his limits. He, he did look pretty good, and I worry. I don't think any of us have put him us in his quarterfinal prediction, but I worry that he. he... I've got him in the quarterfinal against Alcaraz. So is it? For, yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I I think he can uh, cause an upset this tournament. I think he's the the thing is with with Sitsa Pass is he's got a very vulnerable backhand. Yeah. And I just don't think he's quite worked out how to hide it yet. Yeah. Um, he, but he does have good placement on the backhand, to be fair to him. Well, but he's always going to go cross-court. Yeah. His but... backhand is always going cross-court. 
he he just doesn't have a down the line backhand really. Yeah. Um, Not as a weapon. I'm sure he can do it. Yeah, but it's like, what's the point if you just sort of put, like putting it gently back into play? Yeah, no, no. I um, think uh, he's obviously it's hard to tell when you, when you don't really. It, the best way to to uh, gauge a player's ability of their shots is is when they're being tested against someone that's as good or if not better than them at mm. either that shot or or something that's attacking that shot. So if it was an inside out forehand to his backhand, then you could really and it was done by Alcaraz, then you could say yeah, he's yeah. he's he backhand down the line is is useless. But he didn't have to be brilliant against Carbeas Bayen. Just putting it back and then. Continuing the rally was just was just breaking him down, yeah. And then he got through, and I think the last set he he took him apart. I think it was I think yeah. it was six one. I'm not yeah. too sure. The um so after the sits pass played, um I did. I mean I left a game before the actual match ended because we knew which way it was going. Yeah. Um and I went and got a burger. Yeah. Which was it was, a, it was a solid burger. It was efficiently ordered off of the um, yeah service. off the tablet. It arrived. It was brilliant. And whilst eating the burger, I just watched a bit of uh, Sharif Potapova. Yeah, um, which was a very loud match. Was it? <laughs> I didn't. I'll be honest. I've not actually heard. Uh, watch Sharif play. I've just seen her. Uh, and, so. and in the background, because it was it was court twelve and thirteen, and I don't know if you've seen twelve and thirteen, but there's like a sort of channel between the two of them. Yeah. But that's literally just for like photographers to go down. Yeah. So, if you're in the seats for court twelve or thirteen, you see both courts. Yeah. So I also in the background I saw Seb Corder lose in the. Uh, the Sebastian Derby. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, no, so I was watching, uh, but I was on the one for Sharif and Potipova. At the time, obviously, I know Potipova went on to win, but uh, she was looking very frustrated and not very happy. Oh. But yeah. Um, no. And we do like Maya Sharif carrying Egyptian tennis forward. Yeah. Uh, which is always good. I like it when there's like a one clear player that plays for one country and then there's no one else even yeah. close also, to having Also, fun fact about Maya Sharif, she lost to Emma Raducanu in the 2021 US Open qualifying. Was it? Yeah. Um, yeah, she lost in the final round of qualifying to her. Um, it could have ended that whole storyline. Yeah. Um, I mean, Maya Sharif then made the main draw as a lucky loser. but um, Yeah, but had she won that game, it would... Uh, it would have changed invitations to the Met Gala forevermore. Yeah. And then briefly I stopped by um, Court 6 for um, Zhang Chinwen against Yulia Putintseva. Yeah. Um, Great match. No, not really. Because draw. Uh, this year's finalist is no longer going to be this year's finalist. She's still in the doubles, I think. She's going to be a finalist at some point. Yes, yes. I do <laughs> believe that they are returning to China for some tournaments later in the year. Zhang Jinwen is going to be a thing. I was watching her today and she is going to be a thing. And I would have stayed on that court for longer, but it was literally the point in the day where where the like the heat was at its most intense. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's um, one of those that court two 
to court five where it's a bit shaded by firstly Chatrier on one side but there's also a few trees and and one of you just i was just in the blazing heat and i was just like i'm if i stay here for any longer i'm actually going to die yeah so i watched five games yeah and at that point i decided that jung chinaman was definitely making the final yeah and now she's definitely not right was Um, she winning the game at any point i don't think so but i was just watching her tennis and i was just like she is really good yeah but then clearly not good she is really good she is really good. She is really good. I've, she will make a final. It's like, she's going to win a slam. She's going to at least win. She's going to win. Uh, I, I've just checked. Just to, She did was actually winning the game at what, only one point in the game, mm. uh, which was Love 15 in the first set, uh, and she didn't have the lead. She won the second set, didn't she? Yeah, but that was to make it one set all, and then mm. she lost. Okay, it. but like she, she is going to win... At least two slams. At least two slams. I mean, the thing is, that's why I think you've got me on for the slams because of my elite tennis uh, knowledge. And when you're judging future talents, you need to look at the likes of Kaya Yuvan to know when true credentials... I mean, true talent is someone like Camilla Osorio. Um, No, no. Camilla Osorio will win back-to-back Bogota... WTA events um, and won't do anything else. <laughs> okay, anyway, so the next match on uh, Longland was Kasatkina against Marketa Vontrasova. Yeah. I mean, there was obviously the unbelievable passing tweener from yeah. Daria Kasatkina. Voted shot of the day. Which is, genuinely go and find it. It is so good and I was so happy that I was there for that. Yeah, because it was amazing. So, but Kasatkina. But now Peyton I understand Kasatkina's position in the rankings because in so many previous episodes where me and Fur have been previewing events, yeah, I've made a, a comment about how I'm surprised that Kasatkina's a top seed. Yeah, and now I know why. Because she's half decent. She's a very good tennis player. But I think the thing is, when you watch her, she's got no obvious, like, sort of points of brilliance. Yeah. There's nothing about her that you go like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. But then there is... I can't see a particular weakness in her game. Yeah. Because her movement is fantastic. She's she's just solid all round. Yeah, and I can't say I've watched her too much, but I've just checked she has reached two 250 event finals this year mm. which obviously is quite helpful she's just solid all round like yeah I mean I, I might need to see her well I don't... And she's a great mover on clay specifically yeah well she's, she's got so natural I think uh, uh, a guaranteed berth into the fourth round mm. uh, given her tie against Peyton Stearns yeah um, which I think she'll just maybe she'll off. be in the final instead of Shun Chin Wen. Uh, what? Uh, um, Kasakina. Kasakina, yeah. I'm now backing Kasakina for the final. I mean, we don't know what her route is. Um, do you know? Who no, is? I don't know. But, I mean, it's this half of the draw. It can only be one person and it's going to be Daria Kasakina. You so, think? Yep, yeah, that is my prediction. 
it's going to be a Rabakina Kasakina final. And to be fair, she's probably going to play Svitolina in the fourth round. It's going to be a Rabakina Kasakina final. Hmm. Um, anyway, after that, um, I'm now just talking about the tennis matches that I've been to because everything else that you've been to today is uh, Le Grand Boutique and a Carrefour. Yeah. Um, so unless you want to talk us through Le Grand Boutique and the Carrefour. Well, Le Grand Boutique deserves a mention because I don't know if you've mentioned it, but it is the best Grand Slam shop. Um, of the two we've been to. Of the two that we've been to. Um, uh, well, and I think only Australia might have a chance of topping it because the Americans are boring. Um, but no, no, it beats Wimbledon by a country mile. So mm. if you ever go to the French Open, visit the store. Don't buy anything because you will bankrupt yourself. But just go inside. It's particularly at the start when it's empty as well. It's like it's amazing. Anything on the carful? On the carful, they don't sell any Roland Garros um, uh, merchandise no, or anything. Yeah, no, big okay. problem. Okay. That should be a unilateral thing amongst carfuls during the Roland Garros uh, French Open. I think. So yeah, obviously you went shopping. I went to tennis matches. Yeah. Um, I I stopped by Vavrinka and Kokonakis, not for long. I sort of caught the from the middle of the fourth set right to the end, and I had to dash off because I'd borrowed a phone charger I needed to return. Yeah. Um, but yeah. How did you find that out? I just went to the information desk and they were like, and I was like what's this phone charging situation because they had one of those phone charging things the ports and, then, and, they were the like, and then it wasn't really working on my phone and then for some reason and then so um, they are like oh, I can just give you this portable charger if you sign this thing huh and so I signed the thing and so I got the, the portable phone charger it's fantastic oh, fair I thought it was just literally going to be you saw someone else having it and you just mm-hmm. wanted to go ask um, but Did yeah, it have so, Roland Garros branding on it? No. Um, and so I saw Favrinka against Kokonakis. It was... Um, I mean, who doesn't love a full set tie-break? That yeah. is tension at its finest. And was it the forehand-to-backhand billing that it was built up to be? It, it, not quite. No? It, there, was, there, was, there was quite a few sort of forehand-to-backhand rally, like inside-out forehands-to-backhands. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Vavrinka was really going for the down-the-line backhand a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, the... Um, I mean, I'm always going to be mesmerised by the Stan Vavrinka backhand. That is, yeah. after watching the, the shank hand that is sits pass, yeah. then switching to seeing Stan Vavrinka's backhand... It is like that is that is what a one-handed backhand should be. Yeah, he is um, one of the nicer ones that yeah. we won't see for the rest of the French Open. No, because I mean Stan had his moments, but I mean Kokonakis serve and the forehand were. And he's having a good season. Yeah, he's I having think. a good season. Like, um, and as well, I think just with Stan, like obviously, he's he's of an age now. Yeah. And two five setters in a row is going to be a tough ask, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, to do anything. I mean, um, no one expected him to go win the tournament, so but yeah. yeah. And and the only thing I can say is on on Simone Mathieu, it was intense heat. 
Yeah. An intense crowd. Yeah. And as a result, I think intense tennis. Yeah. It was it was just a whole boiling pot of intensity going on. Um because I think everyone was suffering in that heat. Yeah. Um, and it sets up a tasty match yeah. between Kachanov and uh, Kokonakis, yeah. who we're hoping to see on the Friday as a as a game on Simon Mathieu, mm. as a little preview to what we're going to be watching. Yeah. Um, but the the whole getting Simon Mathieu tickets is completely pointless because I've just proved today that you can just get on to Simon Mathieu. I know. You want. But we'll be at the front. We didn't know that. Um, well, it's only happened this year. Isn't yeah, it? it wasn't that case um, last year. No, so moving on, uh, we've got Nori Pui. Yeah. Um, or maybe the match that we had tickets for and didn't see either of us. What? Sabalenka. Yeah, I know, but I've, I mean, I'm only going to talk about things that we saw. Oh, okay. Um, so well, Nori, li- we'll do a little mention. It's Sabalenka one. Um, that's not staying in, is it? No, I'll put that in. All right, fair enough. Um, so, uh, Nori Pui, I think it definitely shows the difference in the rankings there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like, think I played the right cards on not going to stay for that one because I felt as though Nori just had him. I think Nori, yeah. I mean, in the first set specifically, Nori did really well just to keep the crowd quiet. Yeah. I think that was important. Um, not give like obviously Pui would have his moments yeah yeah but like just early on don't give the crowd anything to bite into yeah Um, but I think Pui's moments were his first round and especially given his ranking Pui had his moments in the match yeah yeah but fairy tales come to an end and when you come up against a solidly ranked player he was, you know, it was just levels. Yeah, I mean, I I'm now I'm comparing to Norrie when we saw him at Wimbledon, and bear in mind Norrie got to like a Wimbledon semi-final or something last year, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he's come on heaps, and I think around. he's even better than he was last year at Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, he, he, I, I, I mean, come on, he's got a lefty topspin forehand. Yeah, and he could also make a, a, you know, a dark horse pick for for a deep run in the French Open. Yeah. He's done well on clay. He's beaten Alcaraz on clay, which is not an easy feat to do. Yeah. Um, in a back to back battle in South American finals on clay. Yeah. Uh, weirdly, probably he must be one of the only Brits to ever play those clay tournaments in and like do, February and do well on them. and do well on them. Yeah, as well. Yeah. So fair play to him. But yeah, um, I like that's the thing. I've even got a note here which says like Pui had his moments, but vibes only get you so far. Yeah, like because that's the thing. Oh, and to be fair, if they get through, it is another Alcaraz Nori. <laughs> so it's happening. Oh come on, we need that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure Nori is happy not to just face another Frenchman. Yeah. In the next round, um, because. Two Frenchmen consecutively on Longlin, I imagine, is a trauma. He got booed onto court. And got booed off of court. And booed off court. Like, I I think I was the only person that was, like, actually genuinely applauding him. 
Yeah. Um, I'm, I was like you in the Monfils Baez match. I I sat arms crossed whenever Lucas Pui did anything. Yeah. <laughs> and when Nori. Uh, I was I was going for I was I was I stuck to my roots. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was it was uh, like the atmosphere was great. Um, but I admittedly I did I I did leave a little bit earlier, and I know that Pui had his little surge in the third set. Yeah. But I mean, it was it was a Unlikely. surge only set. so far. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't really a surge because. Yeah, well, if he'd got it back to anywhere near a five set, I'm sure you would have made it back. Yeah, uh, for that. But to be fair, I don't know exactly, but it felt like it was quite an early finish on Longland. Oh, it was a really early finish. They actually moved Massetti's match to Longland afterwards. Oh, was it? Okay. Um, so, yeah, they moved Massetti Shevchenko to. But even then, that was that was over really quickly. I think that that had even finished um, before. Leila Fernandez had finished on uh, her court, which because I I'd left Long oh, Glen earlier to, to go, go to court to... six to see Leila Fernandez against Clara Towson, which was quite a long one. Which yeah, that was actually quite a long match. But to, I'm surprised um, at that because Shevchenko had a good run in Madrid. Yeah, was it's it like six one six one six one? Yeah, yeah, I know, um, I know. So I was, yeah. you know, it's probably not a good tournament for the yeah. Russian gamers. No, so yeah, the. Um, Fernandez Towson, obviously rematch of twenty nineteen Australian Open Girls final. Um, Towson did call on a trainer at the end of the first set. Yeah, and just looked like she's having a nice old massage. I don't know what was going on there. Sometimes you need it. Yeah, um, Towson's a good, good, good clean striker of the ball. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just think with Leila Fernandez, I really like Leila Fernandez, as we know. I've put her in my court. It's been a bit of a cull for my, my predictions today. Yeah. Garcia, Fernandez, Jun Chin Wen. Yeah. It's, it's not been good. But yeah, no, Leila Fernandez, I think I. She she's like. At the moment, she is a better version of Camilla Rosario. Hmm. In that she's got all this, she's got good movement and good touch. Yeah, and everything. But doesn't have a for a weapon. A weapon. Yeah, and like, and that's the thing. It's like whereas Towson, she can hit the ball and hit it deep, and then like, okay, Fernandez can get to it. Yeah, but then she's just sort of hitting it mid court for Towson to step in and hit it even harder. Yeah, and. Like, yeah, I think it's been a thing about Fernandez. It's like obviously she had this sort of miraculous run at the US Open, yeah, where she did beat some of these big hitters. But these big hitters that she beat was Osaka, who was not where Osaka could be, yeah. And I still uh, I don't know where she is. It, I mean, she's on maternity leave, oh, um, okay. but it, like, obviously, that, that was when. After that match was when Osaka decided that she was going to take a break from tennis. Yeah. And so it wasn't the Osaka that we, like, at that point, you could sort of expect on a hardcore. Yeah. And then it was, 
she faced Sabalenka in the semi-final. And that was when Sabalenka had the real semi-final yips, wasn't it? Yeah. And... Because I remember that entire semi-final because I'd, I'd stayed up late to watch both... Because it was Leila Fernandez against... Uh, Sabalenka. Sabalenka first up and then it was Emma Raducanu against Maria Zachary yeah. in the next one. And like... The tennis gods were really in the favour of uh, Leila Fernandez and Emma Raducanu in those semi-finals because at that point they'd literally picked the two players, to, <laughs> these two like young players, yeah, had literally got at that point. Obviously, Maria Sakkari still has her semi-final problems, yeah, but at that point, if you could pick two players that would mess up and lose a semi-final yeah it would be those two yeah that's true um because like I, like now like you just see big hitters you're able to hit Fernandez off the court yeah she, she doesn't she's not able to and I can't even remember what she did on grass like on Wimbledon last year she didn't play Wimbledon because she fractured her foot at last year's oh, US, uh, French Open. She had, she got a fracture in her foot. So she got back just for the US Open, essentially. Um, so she and then she got the rankings then. So yeah, she could, she could go out the rankings. Yeah, um, I don't know if she's playing any of the grass prep ones, but maybe she's one to look out for. But yeah, the only thing is that I was watching, obviously, Leila Fernandez in depth. Um, because as well, I was basically, I was front row of an outside court. So I was doing that thing again where you just sort of end up watching one player more than the other. Yeah. And when I was watching Lady Fernandez, I was like, ooh, she likes taking the forehand over the shoulder. Oh, was it? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a me shot. Hello, welcome to part two of this episode which I think is the first episode that has made me thought why am I doing this to myself for context uh, the first part was recorded, edited and then edited again because the original edited file deleted itself and now the part two which we recorded tonight to round up today's action was recorded and the software of which I used to edit did not recognize the audio and so therefore won't process it and so therefore I can't export it and uh, yeah it's it's not been a good day on the podcast front Uh, let's just put it that way Um, so yes as you can tell it's just me now I felt bad if I got Dennis to sit down and do another recording again after it happened before it was so yeah uh, I'm just going to round up what happened today across the tennis it's going to be very brief it's not going to be that exciting but yeah so I strolled in a little bit late because I woke up later than I wanted to today but you know that's what happens when you do loads of late nights and early mornings um and so what happened was I arrived on Simone Mathieu as Kayla Day and Madison Keys were playing. Uh I got sort of towards the back end of the second set and the third set. I mean 
so yeah i missed a bit of it whilst i was there as well because i was trying to find ways to edit the uh the the the, the damned uh the doomed podcast recording but yeah i mean it was obviously a very good uh performance from kayla day um but yeah just error from uh madison keys in the third set like realistically if she was playing well she probably would have won um but unfortunately she did not play well and therefore did not win um but yeah it was uh it took a little bit of time for for uh keys to close out uh not key uh day to close out the match because um she served for it once unsuccessfully had a match point even in that game and but then uh keys got back um but yeah second attempt i think generally when players have have two attempts they they generally um they generally don't mess up the second go although it can be known to happen and then after that i mean the reason why i got there so early was because my my focus was really wanting to see um diane parry against mira andreva so i mean i was messaging uh dennis at the time one about some people that seemed to have consumed half the food that was available on the site next to me which was pretty impressive three sandwiches and two portions of chips each i mean well done in some way but also no and then i also messaged him just be like someone needs to tell mira andreva that tennis is supposed to be a, a very difficult sport um it's not supposed to be you're not supposed to just turn up there at 16 and just decide and just be like yeah i mean second round of a grand slam first slam after going through qualifying what's that like and like she's just breezing for opponents at the moment she seems really unfazed she played a a a french player on a packed out simone mathieu and was just completely not bothered um i mean it was it was a french player with an obvious point of which to target because uh obviously diane parry has the very stylish um one-handed backhand which i believe when she was interviewed last year about it she even said that she um has that one-hander because it looks better because she did play with a two-hander for a long time in juniors but yeah so pretty much all the serves went into that side so andreva faces coco goff next which will be i think a pretty decent match um whereas obviously andreva went after the parry backhand i imagine we'll be seeing andreva go after the goff forehand this time because yeah and i i kind of fancy andreva to get through that match to be honest because the consistency that andreva has on both wings she has the power of a seasoned pro and yet she's 16 like it's kind of ridiculous because i mean we watched her against alison risk we watched her take apart alison risk essentially but yeah, um, wider thing. At that point, I I didn't do much because I went and edited the podcast, and then that obviously didn't happen. I I did a bit of retail therapy after after that, and uh, got myself some nice new tennis clothing. Um, and then yeah, I just sort of strolled around. I watched a few doubles matches on the outside courts. Caught a bit of Elise Cornet's mixed doubles, a bit of Diane Parry's mixed doubles. I watched her lose twice, which yeah, that's. Uh, unfortunate but yeah i was tempted to stay for the um andreski match obviously but i mean just today has been too stressful 
and I didn't want another I was going to say I didn't want another late night but I'm having to re-record and then edit this and then publish it so yeah it's going to be it's going to be a fun one but yes no got to stay positive I'm in Paris I'm watching the tennis it's actually a great holiday it's just today's been slightly inconvenient but yeah so obviously there are notable results that happened around the the site today I mean Sviantec breezed through against Claire Lou Casper Ruud made made a bit of a tricky situation of beating uh, Zepieri, um, but then Zepieri was suffering with cramps at one point during the match, and then Casper Ruud sort of, yeah, I mean he probably took longer than he should have done, but yeah, uh, Jabir got through her match against Dodan pretty standardly. Zverev won his night session match after uh, the withdrawal of Gael Monfils from the Rune Monfils night session which was scheduled good wins for Rabakna but I mean the match of the day was uh, Yannick Sinner against Daniel Altmaier which Altmaier came through um, three tie break sets I believe five match points but yeah I mean I was trying to get past Longlen whilst this match was on which was almost impossible because for those that have not been to the um, Roland Garros site the one of the big screens for watching um, some of the show court actions is on the front of Longland. So the entire alley leading up to Longland was just completely stacked full of people. Um, but I mean, the atmosphere on Longland seemed amazing. There was a bit of... Uh, uh, Taylor Fritz got through as well, last match on Longland. It started off a bit tricky. He lost the first set 6-2. But then, yeah, uh, pretty comfortably beat Rindiknech from that point and yeah uh, TFO beat Karatsev so it's been, yeah it was uh, oh Deminor is out and that's another notable result so another seed has dropped and going back to Yannick Sinner going out that's that's a blow for Dennis with his predictions yeah our predictions are not are not going well we're not really giving across much authority as uh, great uh, tennis analyzers um, but yes I'm going to wrap this up here now because I mean this is just me talking to a microphone on my own it's pretty depressing to be honest um, no it's not <laughs> it's actually fine but yeah no I'm going to wrap this up anyway because uh, I need to edit this and publish it but yeah I will uh, hopefully you'll catch us tomorrow and it will be a much more straightforward standard podcast that faces no issues um because there have been too many today so just to wrap up in the usual manner we have an instagram and twitter both are at unseeded pod we have a email account which is unseededpod at gmail.com if you'd like to contact us there we have oh and also yeah remember to rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on and yes uh subscribe to us as well so thank you for listening and yeah goodbye